Greetings to all the amazing people watching and listening to this. Welcome to Jazuba Talks, a podcast dedicated to sharing compelling stories of hope, determination, and humanity. Financial health is a term that most of us hear, but not many understand. Effective money management and ways of generating income are prerequisites to plan for a life, especially a life one has envisioned. Hello, I'm Paige, host of Jizuba Talks, and with me today is Jervoni Legend, founder-president of Jervoni Cares Incorporated, a platinum-level guide star participant and recipient of Acquisition International's 2022 Nonprofit Award for Most Dedicated Community Action Organization. Welcome, Jervoni. Congratulations on both of these awards. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Jervoni, the primary focus of Jervoni Cares is the working poor. I am yes. intrigued. Yes. Jervoni Cares is a nonprofit organization here in Phoenix, Arizona. Yes. Yes. Our mission is to empower individuals here and families in Phoenix, Arizona. We teach them financial literacy. We empower them by not only like teaching them, um, giving them fish, we teach them how to fish. So basically, we teach them to be sustainable. Right. Uh, when you say sustainable, uh, are these families with a single income, uh, I mean, single parent income, or is it uh, single parenting, or is it families that are on the borderline of, uh, you know, poverty? Well, we deal with all families, but our main focus is the working poor. So these are people who work and they need like assistance by the government or a helping hand, but they do not qualify because of their income. They can be $1 over the limit, $2, and they're turned away. They, they could basically need just health care. So we deal with some single families who are working and they maybe make $20 an hour and have kids of two, but still need help. We also deal with families who have four kids. So as long as they're working, we help them with anything that they need as far as eviction um, prevention, food insecurities. We also help them with um, vehicle repair. Say they need to get to work and their car breaks mm -hmm. down. We help mm -hmm. them with those items, depending on funds that we have available, because all our donations come from sponsors or from people who donate to our organization. Okay. Uh, and this uh, donation comes from... Um friends and family, uh, the community, or is it the donations that you are sustaining? Yes, we get those from banks. We have sponsors here, like Bank of America, Bank 34. Um, we also get a lot of donations from friends and families who believe in our mission. So basically those funds keep us sustainable also, but our main fundraising goal is we sell snow cones. We sell snow cones here in Arizona. As you know, it gets very hot here in Arizona. So we sell snow cones out to the park. So we do a lot of movies in a park. Um, other organizations do it. We join them by collaborating and selling the snow cones. We also sell food dinners quarterly. So we sell some good food for the soul dinners. It's called GCI Food for the Soul. And we sell those dinners quarterly. That income helps us remain sustainable in our programs. Uh, that's a fun way of doing it too. Also, um, I mean, I'm sure snow cones are a much wanted uh, item in, here in Arizona. Uh, definitely, <laughs> if they can get them before the ice melts. 
<laughs> okay, what was the epiphany here? When did you realize that uh, you needed to help these people? Oh, good question. So I have been in Arizona for about um, almost seven years, and I came from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So when I first got here, I needed assistance. Um, at the time, my husband, he, I didn't know if he was coming along with us because Arizona was not something that he wanted to come to. Um, I always mm -hmm. wanted to. Um, my son had got killed in Wisconsin in um, 2015. And I was like, you know what? Um, I, I have to leave. I did feel, you know, like I just didn't want to be in Wisconsin anymore. The, the, the clouds were dark. And I told my husband, I'm leaving for Arizona. It was not his choice. Um, so I didn't know where to go. So when I went to Arizona, I stayed with a family member um, and I had to apply for assistance for child care. I went on a few interviews. I got a job. I went down to the Department of Economic Security, which is DES, to apply for a job and apply for child care. They stated that, I'm sorry, there's a two-year waiting list here in Arizona for people who work. And I said, you got to be kidding me. There's no way. Like, I, I have a job. And they said, I'm sorry. We only have child care right now for those who don't work. I felt it was kind of backwards. The system was kind of broken. And so I had to tell the employer I couldn't start work for another week or two because they wanted me to take classes. And these classes was like a week long. And in order for me to get child care, I had to tell the system I could not work, that I let go of a job. I never had a job. So I took the classes. In between the classes, I met a lot of people, those who were working, mm -hmm. those who had kids, and those who said that they were taking off to, to work just to come to DES for an appointment. So I said, you know what? I'm not working for two whole weeks. What if I could be your liaison and contact these places for you while you stayed at work and you just put me down as someone who can be a contact? So in order to get assistance here in Arizona, you have to call like a certain number by a certain time. And I was that liaison. I would do that for them. I did that for two weeks and I continued to do so. When I felt there was a need, I felt like, you know what? I need to open up an organization to help these people, these people who are working. And so that's what I did. And that's how Giovanni Care started. I started in the community helping people who keep them remaining at their jobs so they didn't use PTO or anything just to go out and apply for government assistance. Wow. And from there, uh, now you are a platinum level guide star participant and a recipient of the Acquisition International's 2022 Nonprofit Award. Uh, what is this award, if you could just enlighten our audience? Yes, it's an organization award they give to nonprofits who are making an impact in the communities that they serve. So we are one of those organizations. We build communities. We are definitely in our community. We also, every year we feed the homeless and we go to a different park every year. So this recognition, they're recognizing this recognition because people are talking about it. People are saying, you know what? She's out there in a community, um, a small organization with wonderful board members, but you know what? They're, I'm being recognized um, for the organization work that we all do. That's beautiful, of course. It's very commendable. But uh, getting this award must have motivated you, definitely, right? But had you not been given this award, I'm sure you would have continued doing the work that you do. Most definitely, I would have continued doing the work, even without the award. I was also nominated um, 
for a few awards. Um, I did not surpass that, but to be um, doing this nonprofit, it's been almost three years. And to be recognized for the work that, you know, our team does is just awesome. Even the volunteers are great. Um, and I'm just so, you know, humbled and grateful for all the people that are helping us. So even without the recognition, we will continue to do this because our goal is not to be recognized for awards. It's to make the impact in the communities. And as long as we're doing that and we're recognized for doing that, I feel like we're all on the right path. Let's take a break to understand what Jazuba is. Everyone at some point ponders on how this beautiful life can be made more meaningful. Maybe you're a leader trying to enhance your employees' experience at your organization. Or you already work for the community and seek volunteers with state-of-the-art skills to strengthen your nonprofit. Whatever your situation, know that you can make a difference. Chizuba began with this very vision. A vision to facilitate every skill and every passion in the world in meeting a social need. Corporate volunteering has several benefits for both businesses and organizations. In parallel, experienced and enthusiastic volunteers join NGO workers, enabling them to serve the community more effectively. Jazuba offers everyone looking to add purpose and meaning to their lives, a chance to connect or volunteer virtually with nonprofit organizations from over 100 countries around the world. Visit www.chizuba.net and explore opportunities to find meaning. Chizuba, your platform to do good. And now, back with our guest. Yeah, the awards follow. When you do it with your whole heart, I think the entire system just gets to know about it and just and just get awarded. Uh, yes. Jirvani, tell me, um, you also run uh, literacy courses, financial literacy courses for youths and, uh, you know, even adults. Uh, how important, I mean, I would say it's very important, of course, but uh, looking at the community right now, do you think mm -hmm. that there is a huge gap in terms of financial literacy? I believe there is a huge gap. And the reason I say this is because we can no longer rely on our state and local governments to solve the issues we have in our communities, okay? I have been um, teaching right now on Zoom financial literacy two days a week, credit repair, budget and savings, and loans and debt. And the people I interact with um, in our communities they come to us for financial assistance, for un unforeseen events. They'll say, hey, I can't pay my rent. I'm short. And, and instead of me just giving them the funding that we have, I talk to them. I ask them questions like, what got you in a situation? And majority of the time, it's the budgeting. They do not know how to budget. They get their check. And before they get it, they spend it and just say, you know, I got rent covered or do I? And then things start coming out their accounts and they do not budget. They do not even know. So some don't even have bank accounts. So they get hit with fees of these prepaid cards. So I feel there's a huge gap because why are we still having this issue here in America where people don't know about budgeting or credit late in their lives? I know this because I was one of them. I did not learn about credit until my 30s. Late in my life, I was just, I was born as cash is king. So if you do not have the cash, 
then you do not have the means to pay for it. There was no um, credit that I learned about too late. So it's a lot of things I went without because I did not have the cash, but I could have learned about credit early on. So I feel like there's a huge gap, especially in our youth. They're not even teaching youth about checks in school, how to sign checks. I learned, I was from Wisconsin, I did go to school, but I also went to school in Chicago. I was not taught that about checking or accounting, um, basically the knowledge, but not physically writing a check, physically knowing how to do these things. So there is a huge gap in the system for financial literacy and it's well needed. I think it is there the world over. It is not only in the U.S. that you're speaking of. I think the world over, school children and high school children especially need to be told about how to manage and save money. Uh, if I don't have a subject that is related to commerce, uh, I am a science student, maybe I am an art student, but uh, I should be taught uh, how to manage money. When you speak exactly. about money, it's easy to have a plastic card and go around spending, right? It's very easy to do that. Uh, I think the young generation today uh, finds it very lucrative to go to these malls and spend uh, money on what they see on television or on social media. How do you teach these children to understand the difference between uh, affording something and wanting something and needing something and wanting something. Yes. In our classes, what we tell them is, hey, you need to budget, first of all. You can get anything you want as long as you save for it. So it's not impossible. You know, you can't take your plastic cards and that's why we teach credit and go around and getting things and then cannot afford to pay it because there's a cost. So when you get these credit cards, you have this limit for the first time because you can get one in college. I got one in college. I was not taught how to handle that credit card properly. It was not a high limit, but I was not taught. But I did go around just, you know, hey, I see this. I got the card. I'll pay for it next month. But if you're not budgeting and saving, how are you going to plan to pay that next month? What are you going to do? How do you even know that your job is promised to next month? You can't go around spending. You have to put it in a budget and say, this is something I want and this is something extra. Absolutely. I also teach them about those savings accounts, just so you know, um, that when you open up a savings account, you can open up five savings accounts in that one bank and give it a name. You can say, this account is for my house. This account is for my new car. This is account is for Christmas or vacation. Set those goals, put a picture on mm -hmm. your laptop of those goals and stick to them. So they are attainable but you don't have to just go out and get it without budgeting for it. Right. This is about the youth. Now tell us about the adults. I don't, I'm sure there are adults who also need to be taught financial literacy. And now for the youth, I always talk to them as volunteers. We do have a lot of youth volunteers and I always talk to them. My son now is a youth. He has been volunteering and he's working now. He wants items. He wants things. He wants the fancy stuff. You can work for it, but at the same time, you have to save also. You have to save. So if we, as in our, even though I teach the adults, I still want them to take that back to their kids and teach them. Kids are also welcome in our classrooms with their families so they can learn too. The same thing as their families are learning. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to say. Uh, so it's in theory, it's something, and in practice, it's something else, right? I mean, uh, with the with uh, COVID and with the pandemic that yeah. has happened, it, it is it is very difficult. People have had medical expenses uh, piling up. 
Yeah. How difficult yeah. has it been for people to... Okay, let's talk about insurance here. Do you also guide them for insurance? Yes, I do guide them for insurance. We talk about it because a lot of them do not make much. So when you get a check, you have to decide, like, do I want to pay for insurance? Um, because the fact that it's going to take away a lot of my check and reduce it. Um, we talk about insurance needs and some of them do not qualify for insurance and, and some of them do depending on the job. So we teach them how to seek jobs and what to you know, look for in the 401k. A lot of them do not know about 401k and have not signed up. They don't know about the matching. They do not attend any classes. So yes, we do teach them about insurance, but families have deductibles and we teach them about those deductibles and how they can also be claimed you know, on their taxes. So we have a lot of information because I am an accountant. So I do teach them about the unexpected. When you do have insurance and you have to go to the hospital, those costs that you might receive. And if you don't pay it, how it goes in your credit. And so it's a lot that we talk about. Our courses are three months long. They're not short at all because we want to give all the one-on-one -on -one attention to all the topics that, we, that happens in life that's unexpected. And insurance is one of them. Okay. And you are also helping, uh, what I read on your website is also about the prom dresses. You yeah. are helping with the prom dresses. Yes, we have not started the prom dresses yet because of COVID. First there was COVID, then it came uh -huh. back again. And then we had that monkeypox situation that was talking about. So we said, you know what? Because we're, our first event was with the um, seniors we were like, uh, we don't want to start something and then have to cancel. We want to move full throttle and have a great successful year. So 2023, we will be focusing on having a senior prom event and a senior citizen prom event. Just to say, you know what? Let's move forward from everything. You know, let's move forward from COVID, of losing loved ones and everything. And let's celebrate the life we have now. So beautifully put. Yes, you have to celebrate the life that you have right now. And yeah. uh, of course, there is planning for the future. Of course, everything else is there. But living in the moment is also so important. That message has to go across. How difficult, now this is a question that is, I'm asking on a personal level, how difficult is training your mind to make mindful financial decisions? It's very difficult, okay? Um, because you have to want to do it. That's the first step. You have to want to do it. You have to have been in a situation where you have hit rock bottom and you have to change that mindset. Our first class is financial psychology and it's about the mindset. It's about getting them in the right mindset. So we do not jump right into teaching them about credit. We get everybody ready with their mind. We talk to them about the financial psychology of it and getting them prepped up that this is something you want to do. So if it's not something you want to do after taking the financial psychology, you're not ready. Because you have to be prepared, you have to be um, molded and ready to want to save, want a house, want a better life, want to put something aside. You have to get that mindset ready for savings. Because a lot of people say, how can I save? I barely have gas, enough for gas. But guess what? After looking through people's financials, we find out if you stop going to the beauty supply and spending $100, you can spend $20. And there goes $80 saved. You spent 140 in McDonald's this month because you didn't cook. If you find coupons, and we clip coupons in class too, find coupons and you apply them to your phone. Now you can go to the store and use those coupons. And guess what? Now you saved an extra 30. So we find savings to add. And those savings we find will apply. So yes, 
getting the mind right is a very important topic. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's the uh, battle half one. There's so much to do and so little time. How do you manage, Jervoni? Well, like I said, I started late in my 30s. And what I do is when I get paid, I do put money to, to aside. And I am one of those that I have to say, you know what? Look at my budget last month. Look at my bank statement and say, you know what? I have spent over $50 at McDonald's. If I can cut that to $25, there's an extra $25 I can save and apply somewhere else. I do teach my um, people who have credit cards. I do teach them that if you use your credit card, look for a credit card with rewards. I use a lot of my rewards on my credit card for traveling, for food, points. I use a lot of rewards. Even if it's a cash app, I use their boost if it gives me an extra 10% off. So I look for these things. I teach them about Amazon and how to get $10 a month in rewards for Amazon just by posting your receipts. It's a lot of things out there that people don't know about. And I have learned these things and I'm willing to share them. So I have to, again, mold myself and not just one time. I mold myself multiple times in a month to make sure that I'm able to pay bills, have a little savings because I'm not promised tomorrow. And I'm thankful when tomorrow comes and I'm still here, but I would like to prepare for it just in case and make sure my kids have a legacy and that they have things to look forward to. So I teach it to my kids because they look at me and see the things that I do. And sometimes they repeat, but I want them to know exactly why I'm doing it and why I'm saving. So it's a very good lesson that I'm also teaching to my kids. So I do mow myself several times in a month. Right, Jervoni, just tell us, uh, how can people seek assistance if they want to come to you? Well, they could visit our website. We are partnered with Unite Us and Community Cares Contexture. Our website is www.jervonicares.com. And on that website, you can get help now. You can go to our first page, scroll down to get help now. You can apply for assistance. And even if we do not offer that assistance, you can apply and we can refer you to tons of organizations in the Unite Us network. So if you want education or say you need health care, Giovanni Cares does not offer health care, but we are referral based. You can go to our website. You can apply for assistance. And while you're at work, we can send off your application to organizations here, nonprofit, or whether it's needing assistance for food stamps, healthcare, et cetera. We can do that for you while you're still at work or at home. You just fill out the information, your name and everything, and you also sign it, your consent online. You can sign your consent and it comes to us immediately, our organization, and we start the referral process. So if we can't help you, someone in Arizona can, and you don't have to take off work to do it. We can do it right there. Wow. Isn't that awesome? And uh, whoever's listening and uh, watching this, please spread the word to whoever thinks, whoever you think is, uh, might be helped with this information. That's amazing. Jervani, one more thing. Uh, do you have any particular case that you remember as uh, being very remarkable, memorable to you? Yes, I have helped um, a gentleman um, who came to my class. He didn't know about budgeting or anything. His credit was low. Um, he couldn't keep a job What's the first issue. So we had to talk about it, you know, the issues about, you know, keeping a job and what was holding him back from that. Um, so we, ha like I said, that finance psychology mindset, we have to get that right. We have to get them prepped up for it, you know, get them encouraged to say, hey, you know what, I could do this. 
So you have to spend some one-on-one time with them first to get to know them. Then put them into the class because you don't want to waste people's time by putting them in a class and they just not ready for it. They just want to, you know. So once we got him ready, um, he did take the three-month class, very dedicated. He did find a stable job. The great thing about our class is it just not, it does, it lasts three months, but it also lasts a whole year. He has access to our organization for a whole year. He can log into the online class a whole year, which teaches him about housing, how to get a house, how to save even more. He contacted me. He took the class in January, finished in March. He contacted me recently, two months ago, to just thank me, which I put his review on our website, to say thank you so much for helping me. And I'm still moving forward. My credit score is still going up. I'm still at the same job. And I feel better about life. I feel much better because I had it all along, but I just needed someone to support me. And that's what we need. Sometimes we need cheerleaders. Sometimes we need someone to say, you can do this. You can you can be financial, you know, set and sustainable. You just have to teach them, you know? And so that's what we do. Yeah, and that I think is so rewarding for you also to, you know, it's, it's like a success story, of course, but... This is something that will remain with you uh, for a long time. Yeah. I, I just want to add, though, you know, it's rewarding because, um, as I mentioned before, I, uh, my son um, had passed away at the age of 19. And oh that feeling um, of helping someone and helping helps me. So they don't understand that when I'm helping them, I'm being rewarded, too. So when people say, what are you getting out of this? You know, I'm getting a feeling of, wow, you know what? I have changed someone, you know, for the better. And they're helping me as I'm helping them. And it feels good that that connection works right then and there. And sometimes they don't know it. And I'm just smiling and they're like, why are you smiling so hard? And I just say, thank you. And they're like, no, thank you. And I'm like, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I will say thank you to you for doing all that you are doing and for featuring on our podcast. Absolutely wonderful. That's uh, magnanimous Jervoni for you, ladies and gentlemen. Jervoni, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast and talking to us about financial literacy, uh, talking to us about the work that you have done and you continue to do. May you continue to enlighten the lives of many other people and uh, wish you love and luck. Thank you so much and thanks for having me. And everyone have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye.